What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited that you're here with me. We have another Wednesday together here on Inspiring Choices Network. And I'm Karen Leslie. And woo, that was a little hard to say. And I'm going to be very upfront right now. Um, L and S is a little bit hard for me right now because I have liners on my teeth to help straighten them because they were actually cutting my, my lips. And so here's my first show. And I'm hoping not to lisp <laughs> too much. But anyways, that aside, I'm Karen Leslie. Oh, that sounds so funny. And this is my show called Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And I'm so proud to call it my show. This was a dream I had for quite a while, a number of years. And it's here. I mean, look. I'm here, you're there, wherever there is for you, listening while I am live on the network. And it truly was a dream. And we're going to get a little more into how to bring these dreams into fruition and what was in my way of actually having dreams and being a dreamer, which I'm just doing in air quotes for those of you who are uh, listening. So, I have, I think, a lot of really good personal experience that lets me talk about this title today. You know, are you a dreamer? And I did a little research and I found out that from dream research uh, studies that they say roughly one in every 250 people say that they can't ever remember their dreams. Not even once. And I find that astounding because I am a very vivid nighttime dreamer. Colors and action and intricacies. Like it's, yeah, they're, like they're really, really memorable, most cases. And then I, it, uh, excuse me, then it was pretty safe for us to acknowledge or say that, you know, almost everybody does dream at night. And I think it's safe to say that absolutely everybody daydreams that has a dream during the daytime. We have those moments where we drift off and we just think about something and we just stay present in it, maybe for seconds, maybe longer. Maybe you did when you were in school and people said, no, hey, quit being such a daydreamer. Focus, pay attention. But there's value in letting your mind drift away and having those thoughts. I never really accepted that there was value in that. I don't remember being a daydreamer. I don't remember having dreams for my future. I don't remember you know, thinking about yearning for something or wishing for something when I was young. 
Um, I certainly know I didn't do that in my adult years. Maybe I did when I was a little kid and I've just forgotten. It's entirely possible. We do tend to forget a lot of things from when we were little for um, many of us, especially I'm finding in talking to people that those of us, myself included, who have had a lot of mental health struggles, um, you know, depression or anxiety, um, whatever it might be, if you've got a brain that functions a little bit differently, I do. Um, I think that that can make it more difficult for us to remember a lot of the details that we were when we were younger. And it's not wrong. It just is. I would say uh, 25 years ago or so, or a little more than that, when I would say that to a counselor or a psychiatrist, that was viewed as, as a red flag, a problem that I couldn't remember being young and I didn't have dreams. I didn't have aspirations for things. And that confused me. And I never really did get to the bottom of that, although my awareness now is quite different. And I now think that that's okay. Not having those dreams actually worked for me in, in a way that my mind felt it was taking care of me. That was one of the strategies that was put in place by myself, totally unconscious of how to look after Karen. And then there came a time where like, nope, that strategy is not working for me anymore. I think I want to investigate this. Like, so what's the value in having a dream? Like, what? Why do people talk about this? Like, what's, you know, what's the big deal? And now I understand it is a big deal and it's a wonderful deal. And it's something I hope that all of you listening can relate to, that you do have dreams. If not, maybe by the end of the show, we'll see how it goes. So another point I want to bring up today, and um, I don't know, maybe it's sharing too much, but I'm sitting here in front of you after a very strange week. I did share on last week's show that an important person, someone close to me, had passed away last Wednesday. So there's some grief happening for sure. But there's also, um, I've woken up today with an eye infection. I don't know. Don't think you can see it too badly, but it's definitely there in my left eye. And I had some very strange dreams last night in the nighttime dreaming category. So before the show, I was like, okay, what's going on with all of this? And body, why are you choosing this now? Like, we got to get ready. We got to show up. We've got a show to do. So I quickly looked into a few things and I found out that one of the possibility or one of the possible interpretations for having an eye infection, and I wrote it down, so just a second here. I am living a situation that I refuse to see related to my identity. Now, when we have eye problems, often um, a metaphysical way or a spiritual way of looking at it could be, you know, okay, so what are you refusing to see? Even when I got my glasses, people would say, oh, what are you refusing to see? Why do you need to wear glasses now? And it wasn't back then, my what my body was telling me wasn't that I was refusing to see something. I was wearing glasses because my body actually wanted to wear glasses. And everything I was doing to improve my eyesight, it wasn't working. It was going the other way. And when I worked on clients to help them, their eyesight was improving, but not mine. 
my body wanted glasses and and the ones I wear every day are not the ones I currently have right now, uh, uh, have on, uh, mostly because I need to get a new prescription so I can see better when I'm on the computer. But it is, uh, my body wanted those kind of funky glasses that I wear because it was going to help me to be seen. So it wasn't necessarily helping me to see, although they do, but it was helping me to be seen by others. And the number of compliments and comments my glasses get, take or get is uh, huge, huge all the time. So it worked. So now look at, okay, so what am I refusing to see about myself, about my identity? What am I refusing? And I know that actually what some of that is. If you follow me on social media, mostly Facebook, although I do have a little bit that I've been sharing on Instagram and on LinkedIn, is that there, I'm allowing myself to see parts of me and to acknowledge some of the things that I do that I have never done before. And I'm looking at myself from a different perspective. So it looks like there's certain areas of me that I'm not quite ready to acknowledge. And it is definitely connected to my identity, who I am, how I'm showing up, how I wish to be here for you. Who do I wish you to see? Who do I wish you mm, to come to trust? How should Karen show up so that you're able to hear what I have to say? How does Karen need to show up so that she can be honest and truthful with you? and share what she genuinely knows. And that I have hidden for decades. What I genuinely know, I very rarely say to people, and I've started to say it. So that's part of all of this. Now, last night's dream. Oh my gosh, I am not a fan of snakes. Um, and that's being very understated and very mild. Like I really, really I'm terrified of them. Um, cancel, delete. I really don't want to have that energy, but they are not my friend. I'll, I'm happy to say that. And last night's dream had, I don't know how many, dozens and dozens and dozens of snakes in it, from little skinny ones to not so little and a skinny ones. Now, nothing huge and massive, which was good because they were all attacking me. Like they were lunging at me. They were coming at me primarily in my chest area chest and neck. No one's biting me. Nothing like that's going on, but they're just lunging at me. And that was like, oh, okay. Now what I forgot to do last night, which I have learned to do, is how to go into a dream and have it become a lucid dream and change it. I've had a dream with a snake where I picked it up, grabbed it, and it was when it was a big one, like a full hand width, and thrown it, tossed it away and got rid of it. I didn't do anything last night to stop this. I changed the situations and the scenarios in my dream, but they all had these snakes coming at me. So I was curious as to how this fit in. So I looked it up. So when snakes are attacking in a dream, this is what I found. It symbolizes an aspect of your life that you must let go of. It could be a relationship, a loved one, a belief, or an object. I'm letting go of parts of my personality that have been keeping me 
hidden and keeping me from having and dreaming what it is I would truly like to have for my life and who I would like to dream that I will become. I am also letting go and, and uh, you know, a very, very important person in my physical life. And so there's some grief there, sure. But it really does come down to letting go of aspects of Karen. And now, don't take this that this is how it's going to look for everybody. This is how it looks for me. And this is part of how things change and that and always have in my world. This is, for whatever reason, this is one of the ways my body lets me know and my soul lets me know about what's going on and how to look at things. It doesn't mean that if you start to evolve and to dream and wish to change aspects of yourself, that you're going to have an eye infection, that you're going to have snakes or spiders or whatever you don't like coming at you in your dreams. No, no, no. I want to make that very clear. I'm sharing with you my personal experience. There are so many ways to help to evolve ourselves and the processes that I use with you, with clients, with, with the people in my life are what I use for myself and how it's going to materialize is going to depend on who you are, what you're able to work with, what you're willing to work with, and how vulnerable you're willing to be. Wherever you are on that scale, even just a tiny crack of being willing to look at it, then so much can change for you. And you, if you're not currently a dreamer, can start to become one in a way that could have amazing benefits for you. I would love to be somebody to sort of share that process with you, if that's something that you desire. If you feel that I'm someone you can trust, if you feel that I'm someone that you can relate to. And this is also one of the reasons I want to show up here every week in full authenticity, in showing you who Karen is, so that then you will get a true sense of my energy, who I am, and what's important to me. And if that fits with who you are, what's important to you, and what you would like in your life, then maybe, maybe we're a match. Maybe it's time for me to invite you to have a conversation with me. And let's talk. We have come to our first break already. Like I am just, yeah. I know I shared a lot of my personal things here and I hope that's okay with all of you, but it all fits in, which is really quite amazing. And being, you know, I know a lot of people who follow my show and listen to me struggle with many of the same things that I have. And when we come from a place of, you know, depression and difficulties. Dreams are often, I don't want to say taken away, but people may view depression as having taken away their ability to dream because they're not gone, but they're off to the side. They're on the back burner, whatever phrase you want to use, but it's the ability to dream never leaves you. You never lose it, but we can lose sight of it. So when we come back after this break, let's continue on that, that frame of thinking, that way of thinking as to how we've lost sight of it and what gets in our way as to, you know, being a dreamer and creating more in our lives. So don't go away. 
thank you again for being here with me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Once again, we are on the Inspired Choices Network, and there's so much more to talk about. So please join us after the commercial. All right, everyone. We'll be back shortly. Thanks. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad you're here with me today. And I know first segment we kind of was a very roundabout way about getting into the topic about are you a dreamer? But I felt, well, regardless, I mean, obviously, I shared it with you. So I felt that that was what I was being guided and led to do. So now let's look at what gets in our way of actually having dreams or being a dreamer. And I pulled a card as I was putting the show together a few weeks ago. And I have an animal um, deck, and I love this oracle deck. And the card that came out was the lizard. And it was in the reverse position or upside down. And two of the messages from this card are so on point. The first one was, do you have a lack of dreams for your future? Written right there as to why that card was here. And the second, are you refusing to use dreams as tools to manifest a vision into your life? Right. So who out there is lacking in dreams for your future and what what would cause that? Why would there be a lack of dreaming? All right. Just before the we went to on our break, I mentioned that sometimes when people have very deep or very prolonged periods of depression, that the ability to dream seems to vanish. It seems to go away. It's only hiding. It's not gone, as I was saying. I actually truly believe that I couldn't dream. Like, I, I didn't know how to do this. It seemed, I don't know, it just seemed like a too much work, to be honest, because I couldn't figure it out. 
So there's that aspect that gets in our way. And that's just 100% a belief. Because I changed it and I now dream. And here we are with one of my dreams, right? As I've mentioned many times, having this show. Another reason that maybe we feel that we can't or don't have dreams or are unable to get into that energy of what a dream could be for us is that we've tried in the past and it didn't work. We may have tried again, maybe a few times, and absolutely nothing came out of it, nothing. And so then you're going to look at your your self really and go okay this isn't for me I don't know how to do this and your brain's going to hold on to that information and it's going to go yep tried failed yep tried failed yep tried failed and so it's going to log in there create a file saying Karen doesn't know how to dream or Karen can't dream for her future so then the next time you go to think about it or I would go to think about it that thought would pop in yeah but you don't do that You can't do that. That hasn't worked for you in the past. And you've got all of these thoughts and memories coming back. You remember the things that you, you know, you were dreaming about or tried to dream about, and they're still not in your life. So you lock in that way of looking at it. Another difficulty is judgment. You could be judging yourself as Oh, no, that that dream's just way, way too big. No, no. Or, well, that's just a silly, stupid little thing. Why would I dream about that? Like, that's that's not even worth my effort. It could be either end of the scale. We often will also stop ourselves from dreaming about something for fear of judgment from others. We let perceived judgment You don't even know if it's going to be real or true. I mean, remember, the mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagination. But because we have this thought that somebody may criticize us, judge us, tease us, you know, bully us, whatever it might be for a dream that we would like to have, that will stop us from working towards letting that desire and dream actually materialize in our life. Because if it did, you are now opening up the floodgates, according to your mind's perception, you're opening up the floodgates for judgment and criticism to come in. And that feels possibly very terrifying. So you you won't allow yourself to have that dream. Next one that's coming through, tied into this, lack of lack of self-worth or self-value, right? So when I said maybe the dream's too big, like just way out there, if we don't feel that we are worthy of actually having that in our life, then that will stop us. You can go through all the positive affirmations you want, all the techniques for going into the future, doing all that work. And those things do work. 
But if you have that hidden belief system hanging out in the back of your brain that you are not worthy of receiving a dream like that, then you won't be able to manifest it. You won't actualize it into your world. Why we have these thoughts about whether we're of worth or of value to have it will be based on so much that has happened in your life up to this point. And when I say so much, that can be taken two ways. So it can be that there's just so many different things that have happened that have compounded and brought you to this space. Or it could be one single event, one single comment from a person who had influence or impact on you. And that comment struck you so deeply that it created the file in the instant and it's locked in place at the moment. If we feel we do not deserve, then how would we dream about it and bring it in? If we believe we can't receive, then how are we going to dream and bring it in? Being open to receiving is really important. It's key to all of this. And whether we are comfortable with receiving from others, from ourselves, from the universe, God, Buddha, whatever terminology works for you, will impact as well. Any dream you have and its ability to show up. You know, that reminds me of the... um, the story, the fable, the whatever of um, when there was a flood. And you probably all know this, right? Where there's there's a flood, the person's in their home, they have to go up to, you know, they don't leave, they have to go up to their second floor and somebody with a rowboat comes along and says, no, 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 I'll wait, God will help me or something to those effect, right? And it goes along multiple times. They go up to a third level of the house And then some other form of rescue comes by. They're on the roof. Another form of rescue comes by. And each time they're saying, no, no. And then they perish. And they're like, okay, what happened? I was waiting. And then the answer is, but I sent you this, 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 and this. But you refused to get in and leave and be saved. This is a fable or a story that has so many implications for us. This person, we could say, had a set dream as to how it needed to look, a dream, a desire, a wish, a prayer, as to how it needed to look to be saved from this flood, to be saved from the house that was drowning in the flood. When we refuse to look beyond or we have these blinkers on that something must look a set way, we will stop our ability to see what opportunities are there in front of us that we could be choosing. That may be a stepping stone towards achieving the dream that you have. Yes, miracles happen. I believe in them 100%. And something can just materialize in your life in All of its glory, all of its colors, every aspect and attribute you've ever dreamed of is absolutely in place. And then 
there could be that process, those stepping stone process of getting all of that, but step by step. And maybe the color of something changes as you're going through these steps. That's okay. But you can still get there. If we have a set belief as to how we will get it, how will we get there, how will we receive it, then we put limitations on as to how we're going to be able to hold that thing in our hands or live in that house or do whatever it is that you want. Be that person speaking on a stage. You know, be that CEO. Teach the children to do whatever it is you desire to teach them. We get in our own way, just like I got in my own way when I believed I couldn't dream, right? The difficulty in dreaming, that was a, an unconscious choice to stop dreaming. And then when I made the choice to actually start to dream again, to learn how to dream again, I had to be aware of my judgments. I had to be aware of Taryn's thoughts. What is important to me? What is in my way? And what are things around me telling me, showing me? How is this guiding me? How willing am I to be open to the information that is being presented to me? How willing I am to be open to the information being presented to me will largely dictate the outcome that that information is giving me. I hope that made sense. On that note, if we if you if I puzzled you a little bit, my apologies. Let's see if we can clean it up and make it clearer for you when we come back from our next break, because here we are again already. So please, you know, join me in the chat room if you want. You can just come to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com forward slash chat room. So if I've muddled your brain and confused you, pop into our chat room, come to the network. Um to the website for the network and jump in and ask me a question. I'm happy, happy, happy to answer any questions that you've got. And also when we come back, we're going to look at the value in having dreams and why it's so important to work through all of those difficulties that I just shared with you. And it's key to know that all of that stuff, and it's just stuff, it's just thoughts, but all of them, they were put there for a reason. They did their job, but maybe now it's time to fire those thoughts. Maybe now it's time to get rid of them and start new files that will bring you into that space of dreaming and then actually having that dream. Okay, don't go away. Have a listen to our, our commercials. And when we come back, we will carry on this conversation of, are you a dreamer? All right. See you soon. Thanks, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time 
on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our hmm, little bit convoluted talk about are you a dreamer? Just before we went to break, I brought up the idea of maybe firing some of your thoughts, you know, throwing up the contract. Nope, sorry, null and void, no longer required or desired. And then I thought during the break, maybe that's a really new concept for some of you. I mean, truthfully, have you ever thought about firing a thought, firing a habit, firing some behavior that no longer serves you? Now, here's the key point. You need to know whether or not it's still able to serve you or help you or be of a contribution to you. And to be honest, I really don't like the word serve you. So let's take that out. Um, yeah, I don't like, and this may ruffle some feathers here, but I don't like uh, or like to use or believe in being of service. Um, from an etymology and an energetic perspective, service means to be in servitude. And it's not my desire for myself, and it's not my desire for anyone to feel that they are in servitude, to feel that they are a servant to anything. So what thoughts are no longer a contribution? What thoughts are no longer helpful? What thoughts are making it more difficult for you to achieve something? Anything. The desire to make something new, a new fancy dinner one night. Do you have a dream of learning how to make something, whether it's from the artistic perspective, like this gorgeous painting behind me, or a cake that you've seen pictures of, and you think about it, you dream about it, you think, oh, wouldn't it be really amazing to serve this at our next, whatever that special occasion is that's coming up for you? These are, well, the painting may not be a small dream because that's a work of art <laughs> in every sense of that quote. But when we have these, what we might think of as small thoughts, dreams, they have great value in them because they will tell you a lot about yourself. When you think that about this amazing dessert that you've never made before, and maybe you're not a baker, maybe this is a challenge for you. Do you go into, I can't do it? I don't know how. It's going to fail. I'm going to look really stupid when I serve it. 
I'm going to be embarrassed. What is it for you that will stop you? Because when you're looking at those small dreams, those small wishes, those thoughts are going to be the seeds that are the thoughts behind the big dreams too. Yeah. Right? So what thoughts are you ready to fire? Uh, last Sunday, I eat um, gluten-free and dairy-free. And I make a dairy-free cake and a dairy-free uh, vanilla cake and chocolate icing. That's absolutely delicious. My family loves it. Uh, I can't eat it. I can eat the icing. <laughs> but um, I would like to make a vanilla cake that I can eat. So I tried the regular recipe I had been using, just swapped out another gluten-free one-to-one flour I had. I'd been putting off doing it for ages. It was a total flop. <laughs> it was not good. It, it went in the garbage. But I'm glad I did it because I learned something from it. And I also learned and recognized and saw what was in the way that I hadn't tried to make this cake in a way that I can also enjoy it for mm, probably seven, eight months, easy. It's a ridiculously long time to put up trying to do something like that, something as simple as that. But part of it was knowing how I could possibly act with it being a complete flop in front of my family. And I was able to get myself to a place that, like, it doesn't matter. This is something I would like, so let's try it. And it didn't work. We threw it out. And nobody was upset. Nobody looked at me in any judgmental way at all. <laughs> Some people scraped the icing off the cake and ate the icing like it didn't matter. But there's value in knowing what those thoughts are that stop those dreams. And in the previous segment, and if you just joined us, please go back to the beginning and listen, because we went through so many different reasons why we don't dream or we stop ourselves from dreaming or we re refuse to have dreams. And there's so much valuable information there. Dreaming is key. It really is. It brings us hope, inspiration, new ideas. Plus it combats boredom. I mean, have you thought about that? It combats boredom. And one of the contributors to depression, now this is just one aspect of it, is boredom. You make your life so small, you do so little, and, and all the reasons for those choices are valid, but boredom kicks in. Having dreams helps to get rid of the boredom. It ignites a fire, a desire, uh, an aspect of you that maybe has been hidden for a while, that may feel really strange, may feel really uncomfortable, may feel a little scary, but then it could also be exciting, inviting, drawing you into something, into a new energy that may be brand new or may have a familiarity to it that you'd forgotten about. This new energy, when you allow these dreams or you start to dream bigger or in a different way, if you are currently dreaming, 
that new energy changes so much. It can change your life. I mean, I know that sounds dramatic and over the top, but it can. Anytime we make a new choice, anytime we step into a new energy, it creates change. And energy is always moving. It's always meant to change. And when we try to hold on to something and keep it in a stuck position, it builds up and causes problems. It causes difficulties, whether they are emotional, spiritual, physical, maybe a little of all of the above, kind of like what's happening to me right now that I shared earlier, right? It makes a difference. We're not meant to stay stuck. We're not meant to stay as the person we originally arrived as. We are meant to grow. Now, the blueprint, or however you want to talk about it, that blueprint that's inside of us, that that is always there. The original cellular structure encoded with everything that you wanted to bring forward, it never leaves. But we do such a good job at burying it and putting locks on it and closing it away and listening to other people, accepting their point of view about who we are and what we should or should not be doing, that we lose sight of who we are. We lose sight of those dreams. As I'm saying, I don't remember if I ever had dreams as a young child. I have not a clue. When I think about my childhood, most of it is, is actually black. Like I see black. I don't have a lot of visual memories. That was a choice my mind and brain made together a long time ago. It does not mean that anything bad or awful happened to me. I know for some people that is the case. That's not the case for me, but whatever was there was too much. It was just too much for who I was in that moment at that age. Choosing to move past that, finding the people to help me and getting to where I am today and that ability to have dreams is absolutely a wonderful journey. If we choose to stay stuck in those past thoughts and judgments, we limit so much. That hope, those inspirations, those desires, they can't come forward. I mean, they just, it's so hard for them to come forward when we have all of this other crap, these barriers, these walls that we have put in place, consciously or unconsciously. We are part of this process. And the beauty of that is that because we were part of the process that put it there, we are part of the process to take it apart. Dismantle it, toss it, throw it away if you want, fire it if that's what you want, or take the pieces, rebuild. There, maybe there's aspects that you do love and like that you find when you start to dismantle this and you can create anew. We can always create a new thought, a new desire, a new dream. 
The question is, is that what you would like to do? And be honest when you ask yourself that question. Is that something you would like to do? If your answer is yes, amazing. And I'm excited, I'm thrilled, I'm encouraged that you got the answer yes, because it means something is about to change. Even if it's just a small thought, we don't know the ripple effect of that small change, what impact it will have on our life, let alone the lives of anyone else around us. That small thought that you've fired, gone, don't wish to have you anymore. Ooh, remember that hashtag that came up on, I don't know, a lot, number of shows ago? Hashtag, that is not me anymore. Maybe this would be a great time to be using it. Hashtag, that's not me anymore. We are now at our third break. Thank you so much for being here with me. Again, if you have questions, you want to chat, you want to reach out to me in any way, you can follow me on all the different social media platforms. They all have messaging systems within them that you can reach out like that if you want. Or, of course, you can send an email. Karen Leslie at. Karen, no, wait, wrong way. My, <laughs> my website's KarenLeslie.ca. My email is Karen at. KarenLeslie.ca. I was so worried about saying my last name that I lost my focus. <laughs> That's okay. Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. And let's have a conversation and see what we can do maybe to inspire dreams within you again or get those dreams bigger. All right. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. And we'll carry on and wrap all of this up for Are You a Dreamer? on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Thanks. Bye, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Well, I'm glad you're still here. Did you catch what I said? I said goodbye before we went to that break. <laughs> no. Anyways, that's what popped out. So if you left and you came back, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here with me. Are you a dreamer? I hope by now that you have a different understanding, not a better understanding, just a different understanding as to what a dream can bring to your life. And the value of being a dreamer and that we can let go of any of those comments, thoughts or judgments about 
stop being a dreamer. There's no value in being a dreamer. Be practical. Be reality. Be reality. Be realistic. Be present. Those are all great. And they have their moments when they're required. And equally so, we have our moments when dreams are required. They are an essential tool in creating our life, our chosen occupations, our hobbies, who we wish to be, how we wish to show up every day. Dreams help. They're not fluff. They're not child's play. They are an actual tool that helps every single one of us, no matter our age, our gender, our race, our religion, our anything. If you're human, you got a body, a heart, you're breathing, cool. Dreams can be helpful. And I encourage you, go back, listen to all of these reasons as to why dreams may be difficult or not working out for you. Hearing all those different ways one time through, the brain actually can kind of go, whoa, too much information or too close to home. And you'll think, no, none of that applies to me. I would really encourage you to go back and listen again and listen from a space of being able to receive some information from it, to be able to receive some new ideas. And to be there in a space of total acceptance of you, no judgment of who you are, no judgment of any of your thoughts, no agenda, just being present so that you can gain a glimpse of something that can create more for you. Often when we receive information or hear information, maybe not receive, that's probably not a great word in this moment, no. But when we hear information, it can just be like, wah, 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 wah. just noise in the background because we're not quite ready for what the words are there to tell us. And that happens to all of us frequently. So just because you didn't get something doesn't mean there wasn't something there for you. And I've come to really work with this and realize this. And if I listen to a show, I'm taking a course, I'm doing some reading, and I'm just skimming along and thinking, nope, nope, nope. And I, oh, wait a minute. Is it true that I already know this information? Or is it true that this doesn't apply to me? Or is it true that this is too much at the moment and I need to revisit it? Really great questions. Being honest with yourself and being more vulnerable can be a process, and it is such a gift. Sure, <laughs> I ended up with some physical gifts as a result of some of the awarenesses and the choices I'm making. And that's okay. There was a time when I would have thought this was bad. There was a time I wouldn't have wanted to have shown up here on camera, live with you, knowing that I had an eye infection that you could possibly see and might judge me for. Hey, I'm a healer for crying out loud. How would I still have this when I woke up with it this morning? Why is it not gone? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you thinking that way. 
And there's, there's things I could tell you now, reasons I could say, but I'm not going to. Because to me, it doesn't matter. And to be honest, if you're judging me for this in this moment, then that's really good information for you. Because it is likely telling you that maybe I'm not the person for you to work with. Maybe I'm not the person that you actually could trust or feel safe with. And that's okay. It may also be telling you something about your judgments about another individual and what's behind those judgments. And is that something about yourself? Or is it just a point of view, a belief that you've bought in from other people? And it's not actually yours or true for you. And as I was saying, all of that stuff gets in the way of our dreams. If nothing else, please take away from today that being a dreamer is wonderful. That being a dreamer is actually an essential tool in our life. I hope that all these ideas of I can't, I won't, it doesn't work, that you can now look at them all from a different perspective and get to a place maybe where you would like to change that. So often I hear time and time again from the people that I work with, and it's primarily women, vast majority are women, of what they would like to have or, or dreams or desires they've let go of because they haven't happened yet, or it's too much work, or why bother, or I'm just too tired. I tried. I'm too tired. I've lost a sense of that dream. It doesn't matter anymore. Those are very poignant comments that people make. And I'm extraordinarily happy to know that I can help with shifting that that I can bring that desire to dream back to you. And I know how, because I've done it for myself. Using intuition, using kindness, and a whole other whack of tools, you can become a dreamer again, or you can expand your ability to dream. And that is my outgoing wish for you. We'll see you next week. And we're going to talk about resiliency. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.